Hello everyone, you are listening to Sports with Phil, Episode 3. I'm your host, Phil, and in today's episode, we are going to discuss the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs. We're going to do an analysis of every single team. We're going to talk about the teams that did not make the playoffs this year. We are going to discuss the draft lottery. We are going to discuss the playoffs. We are going to discuss teams that I think have the best chance to win. And most of all, we're going to talk about the future of the NHL going forward. You're listening to Sports with Phil. So, I just want to say that I hope again, as I keep saying, I hope you guys are staying safe. It's a wild world out there. We're supposed to have a tropical storm here in New York tomorrow. Hopefully it doesn't end up being too bad. You can only hope and pray. Obviously, a lot of people are going through a lot right now with the coronavirus pandemic, stuff being on lockdown, loss of jobs, everything like that. You know, the U.S. is not in great shape right now because of the virus and some other stuff going on, you know, in the, uh, I, I guess you could say government but you know, we we're, this is not a political podcast, so we are not going to get into any of that stuff. So let's just get right into it. We are seeing something that is a very interesting Stanley Cup playoffs, if you must. I mean, it, it, there is no sugarcoating it. The NHL is very, very interesting this season. And, you know, the NHL season ended a few months ago in March uh, on what just seems like a regular game night. You know, the last game, one of the last games you had was Rangers Avalanche that I remember. The Rangers lost in overtime, but little did we know that that last game of the regular season, even with the Rangers currently out of a playoff spot at that time, would lead to the Rangers winning their spot into a playoff berth. I I mean, it's pretty phenomenal when you think about it. I, I, I just can't believe that I'm really sitting here now and telling you that the New York Rangers are going to be in the playoffs this year. I, I mean, just thinking about it, the playoffs are interesting. Uh, you know, we're going to have 24 teams in the Stanley Cup playoffs this year, uh, more than the usual 16 that we see in a normal playoff series. Um, but it comes with a different perspective. So what's going to happen is there are going to be 24 teams. Each team will that isn't ranked 1 to 4 in their respective conferences. So in the Eastern Conference, in the 1 to 4 seed, you have the Bruins, the Lightning, the Capitals, and the Flyers. And in the Western Conference, you have... Uh, let me just make sure that I'm not missing out. I don't want to get this... I don't want to get this wrong. Um, In the Western Conference, you have the Blues, the Avalanche, the Golden Knights, and the Stars. So, um, basically, to put it best, what does this mean? Like, is this a good strategy? Is this a good thing that we can have? Here's how the NHL playoffs are going to get played. There will be two hub cities, Toronto and Edmonton. So, two Canadian cities where Eastern Conference teams will play in Toronto, Western Conference teams will play in Edmonton, There will be about three games a day in each of the hub cities, probably about 12 p.m., 4 p.m., and 8 p.m. So already right there, we have a change. You know, you're used to seeing a playoff game on Easter at like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, but we don't get any of that. We're going to have a playoff game on July 31st at 12 p.m. Think about that. Well, that's probably what it'll be, but still, we have a very interesting playoff series. Here are the qualifying round uh, matchups in the East. I don't want to, for some reason, I, I can't get the Western right now. It's a little weird. I only have the East. And I, to be honest with you, I only really care about the East, I guess you could say. But in the Eastern Conference, we'll have the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Columbus Blue Jackets, the New York Islanders against the Florida Panthers, the Carolina Hurricanes against my New York Rangers, 
and the Pittsburgh Penguins against the Montreal Canadiens. Already right there, what do we see? I see a Maple Leafs win. I see probably an Islanders win. I can see them beating the Panthers. I see a Rangers win against the Hurricanes, and I see a Penguins win against the Canadiens. Already right there, we're seeing just, uh, I, I guess you could say, um, we're just seeing a very interesting playoff matchup for each perspective. So the way that I'm seeing it is that each team is going to have a chance to play for the Stanley Cup. Every team, in my opinion, may as well have just... It's almost kind of funny. Honestly, I thought we were just going to get a 31-team NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Because honestly, it's, it's almost what it seemed like it would have been. So what do I think about this? I like it. I know it may sound a little weird, but I don't mind it. And you might think, well, you obviously like it because the Rangers are in it. Not entirely wrong, but you know what? Why do I care? Here are the teams that did not make this um, new formatted playoff series round. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres, the New Jersey Devils, the Anaheim Ducks, the Los Angeles Kings, the San Jose Sharks, the Ottawa Senators, and the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, and, you know, it's not a surprise that any of these teams missed. Maybe the most surprising team out of all of them is the Devils and the San Jose Sharks. I would say the Devils and the Sharks because the Devils kind of thought they had Jack Hughes, they had P.K. Subban, they had Nico Hichier, they had a, a pretty good blue line, you know, and a pretty good offensive front. Not, you know, the best in the NHL, I would say, but I would definitely say along the lines of, yeah, this team could be competing for a playoff spot this year. Um, and the San Jose Sharks, I mean, they have literal cap hell right now. They're in literal cap hell. You know, they, they just gave an albatross contract to Eric Carlson, who I really thought was going to be like a Nars Troy, uh, Trophy candidate in San Jose. I thought he would revamp his career, you know, going from Ottawa to San Jose to San Jose being, you know, in my opinion, could have been a cup contender for a while. And it seemed that that just wasn't going to be the case. And it sucks, but, you know, what can you do? Um, I now have the Western Conference matchups for the qualifying rounds, and it's going to be the Edmonton Oilers against the Chicago Blackhawks, the Nashville Predators against the Arizona Coyotes, the Vancouver Canucks against the Minnesota Wild, and the Calgary Flames against the Winnipeg Jets. The Flames and Jets one, in my opinion, is going to be the best one out of those teams. Uh, you know, plain simply, Canadian teams don't like each other. Uh, if it was Flames-Oilers, that would have been... Pfft, would have been a bloodbath, I would say, because those two teams do not like each other. Um, the way that I'm looking at these playoff matchups, I can see the Oilers beating the Blackhawks. I don't know what it is, but I can just see the Coyotes being the beating the Predators. I really just like Arizona's young core, and I really think that if anybody's going to have a really good chance to do an upset in one of these matchups, I can see it being the Coyotes. Uh, the Canucks against the Wild... A little hard to predict, but I'm going to go with the Canucks. I just think the Wild have been struggling a lot. And even before the NHL was uh, suspended its season, before the regular season was concluded, the Wild were just really, really struggling. Uh, the Flames and the Jets is an interesting one. Um, obviously, on the Flames, you have Johnny Gaudreau, and it's going to be against Patrick Laine. Um, I don't really know what to think because I do like um, Connor Hellebuck on the Jets. I, I do think he's a good goalie. You know, the guy has a huge workload, so it's hard to predict. But I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we'll definitely see about this. 
Eastern Conference teams and Western Conference teams, they're, they all have a chance. And even the best thing about this is, to anyone who had, didn't watch the draft lottery, um, the number one overall pick in this year's draft is going to be a team that's in the qualifying round. I mean, not to I'm not going to sit here and complain because obviously that means the Rangers have a chance to get the very first overall pick in the draft this year and get the grand prize, uh, Alexis, Alexis uh, Lafreniere. So I think it's obviously, even if you lose in the qualifying round, these teams are still going to think to themselves, we, we could still get the first overall pick. So it's not totally bad. It's not entirely bad, but it would really suck if you're a qualifying team and you lose and then you don't get the first overall pick in the draft. Um, I really, really don't know what's going to happen for these, you know, playoffs. Because here's the thing. The Stanley Cup playoffs... Don't let anyone tell you differently. The Stanley Cup playoffs are the best playoffs in the history of any professional sports league because it could be a number one seed against the lowest seed and they can lose in the first round. And of course, I'm talking about in 2019, last year, when the Columbus Blue Jackets, literally the last seed in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference and in the entire league, went up against the number one overall seed in the entire NHL from 2019 and President's Trophy winners, 60 wins, Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Lightning got swept by the Blue Jackets. And not to mention, that was the Blue Jackets' first ever playoff series win. So, first ever playoff series win was a sweep. So, not a good look, (laughs) to put it bluntly. Not a good look for them. Uh, The qualifying rounds begin on July 31st. They'll run for about nine days because on August 9th is the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it's kind of weird because October 2nd would be game seven of the Stanley Cup final if it's necessary. And it's kind of funny that we look at the beginning of October as, oh my God, like hockey season's coming back and we're going to finally get hockey again. And now it's like, yeah, October 2nd's probably going to be the last day we get hockey for the 2020 season. And it's weird because then four days later is the draft. Three days later is the start of free agency. Then not even a full month and a half later are the start of training camps for the 2020-21 season. And December 1st could be the start of the 2020-2021 regular season. So what I'm already kind of seeing now is there will be no preseason for uh, next season. I kind of didn't even realize that until I'm reading the dates to you right now is it doesn't even look like we'll have a preseason. So not having a preseason, I don't think there's even any need for a preseason. I, I mean, what's the big deal with the preseason too? I, I mean, a preseason right now during this time, it, it could provide, it could be an unhealthy risk you know, an un, or I shouldn't say unhealthy, unnecessary risk for a player's health, God forbid, a player or a coach or equipment manager gets coronavirus, you know, you don't want any of that at all. So I think not having a preseason is a smart move, but it could be also very potentially game changing for the first few week for like the first few weeks of the regular season. I mean, anything if I'm, I wish we could have a game on Christmas this year. I mean, if we're starting that late into the season or if we're starting December 1st, why not have a game on Christmas? You know, it's funny because even before they announced this, they thought that the Winter Classic for 2021 could be the very first game of the regular season. And it's kind of funny, but you know what? I'm okay with it. 
I'm okay with this schedule for us going from July to October. It's a full, basically, you know, two and a half months of playoff hockey. You know, let's bring it on. It's July. In, a, in literally three weeks' time, you know, from now, because it's it's a little after midnight, three weeks' time from now, we will be getting playoff hockey. And it feels so, so sweet to say that, that we are going to get playoff hockey. We love playoff hockey just as much as the next person. If you're a huge hockey fan, it doesn't matter what fan you are. I was a Rangers. I'm a Rangers fan. Okay, we haven't been in the playoffs since 2017. We're finally going back. Even being a Rangers fan in 2018 and 2019 when we weren't in the playoffs, it was still very, very exciting to watch the teams that went all the way. Watching the Capitals go all the way to a Stanley Cup victory to see Alex Ovechkin hoist the cup. I'm not going to lie. I felt happy for Alex Ovechkin watching him lift his first cup. In 2019, the Blues winning the Stanley Cup. That was even better because I, I hate the Boston Bruins with an absolute passion. So seeing the Blues beat the Bruins on their own home ice in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final was, was very satisfying. It was very, very satisfying. Um, but how do we look at the playoffs this year? How do you think about it? So the way I see the qualifying rounds... I think about each team and I think about who do they have on their rosters and how were they before the season ended and it got suspended. Here's the thing. Let's look at the Rangers Hurricanes. Okay. The Rangers dominate the Hurricanes. Plain and simple. They dominate them. It's it's literally almost unfair that they completely and utterly annihilate them. The it, it literally and and here's the thing too. Whenever they play, the games are are almost like barely even close. It's almost like a five to two Rangers win or a four to one or three one. You know, you never have like a close score in a Rangers Hurricanes game. And if it's ever close, the Rangers are usually on the losing end. So that right there, I, I think it just tells the story. Um, the Maple Leafs and Blue Jackets, interesting story. Because we all know who the Maple Leafs have. They have Austin Matthews. They have Mitch Marner. They have William Nylander. And they have Freddie Anderson as their goalie. The Blue Jackets have, uh, I think, Cor- Corpusallo as their goalie. And I'm pretty sure they had someone else. I forget what his name was. But still, their goalie core is, is okay. It's not great. I think if the Maple Leafs are going to go into this game, I think they definitely have the best chance to win in this series. Um, looking at just both teams at who we can potentially see, because here's the thing, if you're in the qualifying round, you are, this is, this, say a team in the qualifying round goes all the way to the Stanley Cup final. So let's say the Rangers beat the Hurricanes. They still have to technically play round one. This is like if the wild card in baseball, like the AL wild card and the NL wild card was like a best of five series. So... For qualifying rounds, it's like you win this round and then you have to actually play the first round and then you play the second round and then you play the conference finals and then you play in the Stanley Cup finals. So another thing I did not mention about the hub cities, speaking of the conference finals and the Stanley Cup final, is the the conference finals and the Stanley Cup final will be played in Edmonton. They'll both be played in Edmonton. So that's already, again, it's weird. Because who knows how this will actually be. And like I've been saying recently too. With coronavirus impacting the way sports returns. No fans. Like I said. There is no no home ice. So 
it doesn't matter. I mean, for the Maple Leafs and the Oilers, they can consider that home ice because they'll obviously be playing in Toronto and Edmonton. So if the Maple Leafs keep advancing, you know, they'll play in Toronto for the first two rounds. And then let's say they make it to the conference finals, which I personally don't see happening because they would have to go through Boston or, you know, Tampa or Washington. And and I just don't see Toronto being better than any of those teams right now. I really just don't see it happening. Um, Looking at the Eastern Conference, the Islanders and Panthers, again, weird, weird series. But for some reason, even though I might have said it earlier that I think the Islanders could win that series, I don't know because the Islanders were struggling really, really badly before the season got suspended. So there is no guarantee that the Islanders are even going to be a really good team come playoff time. And even though the last time the Islanders played the Panthers in the playoffs, it was 2016. John Tavares had a Game 6 series winner overtime goal to give the Islanders the win. But I don't know what it is about this. It's just I'm getting this weird, weird feeling that the Panthers could win this series. But you know what? Maybe they'll prove me wrong. Who knows? And it's kind of sh- what's kind of suckiest. What's kind of suckish about this is let's just say the Rangers beat the Hurricanes and the Canadians beat the pe- beat the Penguins. Your first round matchup would literally be Canadians Bruins and Rangers Lightning in the first round. Not not ideal. Not ideal for us. I'm just gonna. I think we could just put it bluntly. Not not ideal for us. I would really like to see the Penguins and the Flyers, though, again. Of course, that's always a great matchup. For some reason, I think the Flyers could actually beat the Penguins this time around. I think it could be a beating like 2012 where they just absolutely annihilated them for the first three games. And maybe they would let the Penguins get two. And then the Flyers would just be like, okay, yeah, we got to end this series. But then again, no home ice. You know, unless you're a fan of the Maple Leafs or a fan of the Oilers, there is no such thing as home ice. So I'm really just excited to see how this will work. I'm really just I'm really just happy to know how this is all going to be. Um hockey is is as Igor Shesterkin says, the Rangers goalie, hockey is fun. That's that's really what I could say about it. hockey is fun. So, what do I think about the teams that didn't make the playoffs? They okay. Here's what I'll say. The teams that didn't make the playoffs, it's not entirely surprising except the Devils and the Sharks, it's not entirely surprising. The Sabres are in a rough patch. Jack Eichel has voiced his concerns. He has said he's just tired of losing. He's tired of always not making it. He's just tired of losing. That's that's really it. You know, he's tired of losing, and I can't blame him. You know, he's a young star. He was drafted right uh, behind McDavid. In the 2015 NHL draft, you know, I can't entirely blame Jack Eichel for voicing his concerns and and, and being frustrated with the fact that he feels like this team hasn't built a playoff contender around him. And the Anaheim Ducks were just a train wreck. You know, they're old, they're washed up, and they rely on John Gibson too much. And when Gibson starts falling apart, everything starts falling apart. The Kings are another team in cap hell. Jonathan Quick may be on the worst, and he may be approaching the... A, a, a decline already in his early 30s. Uh, the same thing applies to someone like Drew Doughty, who has, again, an albatross contract for a defenseman in the NHL. If I'm not mistaken, he's getting paid like $11 million per year. Maybe even be more than that. But all we know is for a defenseman in the NHL, it's really, really not great. 
Uh, the Senators are a train wreck. They have terrible ownership. They have terrible management. They have no plan right now for their future. I mean, you literally listen to someone like uh, uh, Dorian, and right before the 2018-2019 season, they asked him, like, what is your plan? And he goes, we're a team. That's it. There is no plan. It's just, yeah, we're a team. So the Senators, in my opinion, have no plan as of right now. I mean, you look at their record, 25, 34, and 12. You know, it's pretty bad. It's I think it, it was among the worst in the Eastern Conference. And now let's talk about this team. Literally an AHL team. The Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I mean, God. 17, 49, and 5. I mean, how can a team have that bad of a season? And it's not like the Red Wings, like, don't get me wrong, they're a very bad team. But the Red Wings a few years ago, like, as 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 before as, like, 2008, from, you know, in the 90s, they had this miracle run up until 2017 of the amount of playoff runs they had, and they played in one of the most famous uh, buildings in all of the NHL, the Joe Louis Arena. You know, they have all these legendary players that have played for them. Pavel Datsuk, Henrik Zetterberg, Nick Lidstrom, Johan Franzen, Darren Helms played for them. Hasek has played for them. Uh, Yeiserman. If I didn't mention Lidstrom, he's played for them. So looking at all the players that I just listed to you and knowing that, yeah, okay, here's the thing. A team is always going to have its dark years. But the Red Wings, like quickly, it's like... It's almost like they were at the 80th floor or like the 100th floor. Like they were at the to- the tallest building. Like they were on the top floor of the tallest building. And then they just decided they like tripped and fell. And then it was like a – it wasn't like a slow fall. It was like a hit the concrete immediately. Like it was bad. Like their management too is another thing where when Ken Holland, even though he's not the GM of the Red Wings anymore, Ken Holland is the same thing. Gave terrible contracts to people who were definitely on the decline. Traded for people. Traded assets. You know, they could have a goalie like Andre Vasilevsky if they didn't trade, I think, their first-round pick to Tampa Bay. I forget who they traded it for, but they did trade that first-round pick that did become Andre Vasilevsky, the current goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So the Red Wings... They don't have a plan either. Their plan was to tank. That was their goal for this season. So a team like the Red Wings and the Senators, I think their plans were to tank and try to get Lafreniere for the number one overall pick. But here's the thing that someone said, and it's actually a good point that someone made. So you have the first overall pick in the NHL draft, but you don't have it yet. But I'm going to say this. You always want the first overall pick if you have a very, very bad season. You hope that the only good thing that could come out of it is that you get the number one overall pick in the draft and you get that year's top free agent prize. That's obviously everyone's goal, and I can understand that. I mean, when the Rangers were very bad in 2019 and they were towards the bottom of the standings, I had hoped for the number one overall pick. And if not, I had hoped for either the number one or the number one or the number two overall pick. And we got the number two overall pick, and we selected Capocacco. And the Devils selected Jack Hughes. So, obviously, that was one thing we hoped for, and we got it. It it landed on our laps, and we were very, very happy about it. But here's the thing about the Red Wings that someone said. The Red Wings almost didn't even look like they cared anymore. Not even look like they, they tried. And they have Jeff Blaschel as their head coach, 
And he's just a terrible head coach. And you can make the argument of, well, the Red Wings are in this rebuilding stage. They're not a good team, obviously, and people can acknowledge that. But I feel like they didn't even try. Like, at least when the Rangers were bad last season, they didn't make it, like, I don't want to say totally noticeable, but they didn't, like, entirely try to be horrible. They tried to be somewhat good, even though it all fell apart for them. They still tried to be good. But you know what? It's okay. There's no reason to be upset about it. But the Red Wings fans are just pissed off because they don't have... How do I put this? Because they hoped, they prayed for that number one overall pick. And the fact that it's going to a team in the qualifying round is not a good look for them at all. So looking at this, the, peep, the teams that are actually in the playoffs, in the qualifying round, it's kind of suckish that a team who had who really wasn't playing even to get into the playoffs. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Every team obviously plays for a chance to compete for the Stanley Cup. But the thing about it is these people were... How do I put this? These people were not aiming to get the first overall pick. They were all aiming to make it for the playoffs. They didn't care if they got the first overall pick or not. They wanted to go to the playoffs. And now, a team like the Penguins, the... You know, a team like the Penguins, the Canadians, the Rangers, the Hurricanes, any of these teams that are in the qualifying round. I mean, think about if the Oilers somehow lost the Blackhawks or the Oilers beat the Blackhawks. And then the number one overall pick goes to, let's say, Chicago or Edmonton or Pittsburgh. Do you realize it's not the most entirely good look for the NHL because it it looks bad? Because it's like, well, what's, how is that fair? A team that had the f- first overall pick went to the playoffs last season. Now, with Edmonton, uh, not Edmonton, now with the San Jose-Ottawa trade with Colorado, like the three-way trade that, or like that resulted, or no, 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 not even that, the Colorado-Ottawa trade with Matt Duchesne. See, that's different because even though Colorado was going to the playoffs without Matt Duchesne and they had this core of Landeskog now and McKinnon, the thing about that is Ottawa risked it and risked it, and they traded that first-round pick that ended up almost becoming the first overall pick and ended up becoming a lottery-protected pick. So the, uh, the Senators have no one to blame for that trade other than themselves. They did that to themselves. They shot themselves in the foot there. So... They don't have a plan, the Senators. They might think they do. They have no plan. They really, really don't have a plan. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. They might think they have a plan, but they don't. The Rangers, the way I see it so far is my New York Rangers, I could see that they had a plan ever since, let's say, 2017, 2018. They had this plan that they were going to make where they were going to try and improve their core. They were going to hire a young coach. Like, well, not a young coach, but they were going to hire someone who can coach the young kids with David Quinn coming out of uh, uh, Boston, uh, coming out of Boston. And they were going to hope for the second overall pick or at least the top pick in the 2019 NHL draft. When they landed Kako, it almost basically propelled them to get the number one, to get the grand prize in free agency. And that was Artemi Panarin. And then they traded for Jacob Truba a few days beforehand. So even before all of this, what was incredible about it 
is that they immediately looked like they were ready to start competing for the playoffs this season. And when the Rangers started going on this run in like the middle of January, beginning of February, it almost didn't seem entirely impossible that the Rangers could make it to the playoffs this season. I truly believe that if we had played the rest of this season without the coronavirus impacting the league, the Rangers, I think, could have made the playoffs in a standard 16-team playoff format. And I will stand by that. I really will. Every other team, it's kind of hard to say if maybe they would have made it or not in a 16-team playoff format. But, hey, you know what? We got to deal with it now. The teams are in the playoffs. And if your team's in the playoffs, don't complain. Don't complain at all. And this is the thing, too, is I think in the first round of the playoffs, we're going to see an upset. Like, I will be amazed if every team that made it to the very, to that made it past the qualifying round and then defeated a team like, let's say, like, let's say the Rangers have to play the Lightning or the Bruins in the first round of the playoffs. And let's say the Rangers win. People are going to obviously see it as an upset, but the fan bases are going to see it as a, this is such, this is so stupid. They shouldn't even have been here in the first place. How do they, how do they beat us? How did we lose? That's the thing that's going to happen too. And you're going to, trust me when I tell you, being a hockey fan for as long as I've been, I see that. A lot of people are wondering, how did that happen? Specifically, the Lightning after 2019 when they got swept by the Blue Jackets, they literally were asking themselves, what just happened? That's all they were asking themselves is, what just happened? Can't blame them. You know, it's, it sucks, but you did it to themselves. They did it to themselves. That's all I got to say. Um, so looking at the future of the league from here on out, obviously we can only hope that by the time next season starts, I don't think they'll have fans in attendance for at least the first two to three months of the NHL season. Honestly, you could really see another whole season next year without any fans. But what I think is going to happen is you can only hope that by this time next year, we have, we have, we have treatments for Corona. Maybe we have a vaccine. You can really hope that we do. But what I think is going to happen is there's a possibility what I could see happening is the NHL doesn't have any fans for the entirety of the regular season in 2020 to 2021. And if there's a cure or a vaccine by then, we could see fans in attendance for the playoffs. And that would be really cool if we don't have an entire regular season without fans for the 2020-21 season. But once the playoffs start, fans are allowed in attendance again. I mean, think about how cool that would be. You would The fans would go ballistic. They would go ballistic because they already haven't been in attendance for by that point. It'll be over a year that no fans were allowed to attend any games. And then you're looking at an April playoff matchup and fans are allowed in attendance again. I mean, the place will go berserk. The place will go nuts. So I'm excited for the playoffs this season. Predictions-wise, I'm going to say... The team that I predict will win the Stanley Cup. I I know this is going to sound a little crazy. And as a Rangers fan, it pains me to say it. I really think the Flyers can win the Cup. Or if not, they're going to go to... I think they're going to go to the Cup Final. I see it. I see the Flyers in the East 
And I see the Blues going back. I really do. I see the Blues going back to the Stanley Cup final again. I just think that they've they've not only gotten they've not only really kept the same core around, but they've improved it. You know, they really are still an amazing team and they were the best team in the entire Western Conference. And when you win the Stanley Cup and then the next year you come back and you not only look just as good, you look better. You're still, it shows that you're a legitimate threat. You're not like a, yeah, we were just this Cinderella story and then we came back the next year and just completely sucked. Like, no, we're not just a Cinderella story. We're the start of something big with this franchise. So keep an eye out on the Blues. I really like their odds. The Lightning don't convince me. They just, I want to be convinced by the Lightning every single year since 20. 14, 2015, like, I want to be convinced that, yeah, this this will finally be the time they win the Stanley Cup. Like, yeah, yeah, this this will be it. This will be it. Like, 2014, they got swept by the Canadians. 2015, they lost to the Hawks in six games of the Cup Final. 2016, they lost Game 7 of the Conference Finals to the Penguins. 2017, they didn't make it a lot because they were, they were just significantly injured. Uh, excuse me. They were just very significantly injured on the back end and the front end. You know, they were just not a good team when they were entirely injured in 2017. 2018, lost in Game 7 at home of the Conference Finals to the Washington Capitals. And 2019, you get swept after you had a 60-win season. So how can the Lightning convince me? There is no way. See, that's the thing that's kind of scary, too, is that you would think the Lightning can convince me because they're such a good team, you know, on paper. They're literally a Stanley Cup winner on paper, but then they just can't translate it to on-ice results. So you can't exactly convince me that they're that much of a good team. But I truly think that the only way you're going to convince fans that they have a start to make a dynasty I, it's, it sounds crazy, but the only way that you can convince people that you can go on a dynasty and you could be a great team for a very, very long time with all the contracts you've locked up, someone like Braden Point, someone like Steven Stamkos, someone like Andre Palat, like Victor Hedman, the only way you're going to convince those people, especially with a goalie like Andre Vasilevsky, you're going to convince people that you could be a good team for years to come if you win a Stanley Cup. Win the Cup this year, and then people will take you more seriously. That's the thing, too, is I think people go into a playoff matchup against the Lightning and they get scared because of how good they are. And then they start playing them for a few periods and then they're like, oh, they really ain't that bad. You have to put fear into an opponent of like, that's the thing I think that really kind of screwed the Lightning over last year is they had that three nothing lead. Very quick and early in the very first period of game one of the playoffs against, against the Blue Jackets. And then it evaporated. And that was it. They lo- It was like, it was one of those like, they looked back and they were smiling at the Blue Jackets. They're like waving them goodbye already after one period of play. Thinking, ah, oh, this is an easy sweep. All right, get ready for round two. Who are we playing? The Bruins? All right, bet. We'll, we'll do this. We can, we can win. We can win uh, another round against the Bruins. It didn't go that way. And... It's just very, very tough for them. Like, that's the thing that it's scary, too, is 
they're such a good team, but they don't convince people that they're such a good team. You have to really put a fear into the opponent's eyes of you're gonna we're gonna kill you basically. Like you're not you don't stand a chance against us. And the Lightning, I think, like I just said, when they had that three nothing lead in game one, they probably thought to themselves, please, like you made it to the playoffs, you got nothing on us. And and it was like one of those like once they kept talking and talking by the by the time they actually started to look back at them. The Blue Jackets were already in the second round. And they were like, how? Like, how did that just happen? How did we lose? How did we lose? That was all they could say to themselves. Do I think the Rangers can win the Cup? You know, it's one of those things where people sleep on us. And I'm currently wearing my, uh, uh, it's a Rangers shirt. It's four-time Stanley Cup champions. And on the back of the shirt... It's got all the years the Rangers have won the cup, the four times that they've won it, you know, 28, 33, 40, and 94. And each uh, year it shows the score of the game and then how much it took them to win the series. It's a really cool shirt. It's hard to uh, really describe it because you're just hearing my voice of me describing it, but I think you can probably put a visual in your head. The Rangers are a sleeper team. They're a sleeper team. They have Mika Zibanejad. They have Artemi Panarin. They have Cabo Caco. Um, they have Chris Kreider. They have, obviously, the king of New York, Henrik Lundqvist, too. Even though he's very, very close to retirement, and I'm going to cry when he announces his retirement, you have very young goalies right now that you have to keep. I don't care what it takes. I really, really, really do not want the Rangers trading away Georgiev. They obviously, I think, are very convinced that Shesterkin is going to be the number one goalie after Lundqvist is officially retired. But in all honesty, you have to keep Georgiev. Keep them as your two goaltenders. Seriously, don't trade them away. Keep them. Well, obviously, they're not going to trade Igor, but don't trade Georgiev. Why are you going to? Why would you do that? It makes no sense. They call Igor the Sars. The Tsar of New York. It's a Russian term. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it means king in Russian. So we have, uh, it's basically like a passing of the torch. Lundqvist goes from, uh, he goes from, you know, the, the Swede to the Russian. Uh, it's pretty funny, but you know what? That's how it's got to be in New York. I think the, the European-born goalies in New York, they just, uh, it's like they thrive because knowing about the history of Madison Square Garden and knowing that this is where legends are born and legends are made out of, New York is the toughest place to play in all of sports, in my opinion. Because if you don't perform, they will eat you alive. That's the thing. So Panarin and Lundqvist and Zibanejad and Truba and all of these guys that grew up Ranger fans or they loved the Rangers growing up, let me just say this one big thing. When you play for the New York Rangers, they don't care if you were a big fan of them growing up. They don't care if you idolize certain players growing up. They only care if you're winning. Now, Ranger fans are the most passionate fans in the entire NHL. We've put holes in our walls over the Rangers. We've cried tears over the Rangers. We've screamed at our televisions because of the Rangers. 
Do I think that the Rangers can win the Stanley Cup this year? No. I don't think they can win the Cup this year. And you might think, oh, that's, you're such a bad fan. But seriously, think about who we'd have to go up against. And like I know, I, I, I sound like a hypocrite because before I said the playoffs are this totally new thing. And there's, how can you say that they're going to lose? Because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. But comparing us to other teams like the Bruins and the Lightning and the Capitals and the Flyers, you know what team I think they could beat the most out of any of those teams that I just listed? The Capitals. I think they can only beat the Capitals in that bunch. And it would be impossible for us to play the Capitals. Well, not entirely impossible, but I don't think it's likely that it could happen. You have to get past Carolina first. I can't even talk to you right now about who I think could win in each series. I think if we have a Stanley Cup final matchup, like I just said, I could see it being the Flyers and the Blues, and I think the Flyers could win the Cup. I think the Flyers can win the Cup in like five games. Seriously, five games. You heard that. They have this new and improved system under Elaine Vigneault, Michelle Therrien, and Mike Yo. And I hate Elaine Vigneault so much because I think he totally screwed over the Rangers in his years. After that 2015 season when, you know, you had a Stanley Cup final in your first appearance and then you had the President's Trophy in your second season, people looked at Vigneault as this god. Like he was like the next Mike Keenan, basically. Like he was going to be the coach that led the New York Rangers to their fifth Stanley Cup. And then it just totally went downhill after that 2015 season. And it shouldn't have. Because they, they should have won more. They should have won the Stanley Cup in 2014 or 2015. Or even both those years. They should have won. And in any of those years, they should have won the Stanley Cup. But we can't dwell on the past. We can only look ahead to the future. And we only have the present to live on right now. So, on July 31st, it will be the start of playoff hockey. I'm excited. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you, I'm, I'm more than ecstatic about it. Do I think it's going to be one of the best playoff series of all time? Or the playoffs of all time? It has the potential. It's all I can say. is It, it, it completely has the potential to be one of the greatest playoffs in the history of the entire National Hockey League. And we will see how this goes. You know, I feel like in this episode, I feel like I rambled a little bit. I think I kind of got off topic and I didn't exactly have a, like I talk about the Senators and Red Wings not having a plan. I feel like I didn't have a plan for this one. I kind of just started recording and kind of started babbling because, you know, hockey's, you don't think about this, but hockey, and not saying that every sport isn't complicated, hockey is one of the most complicated sports ever. So... Following it for as long as I have, and not to mention, it's one of the very few sports I thought about, because, and I know it sounds weird because I'm this huge Rangers fan, and I literally have a Rangers decorated bedroom, so how am I not, like, eyeing on everything right now immediately? hate to say this, but four months, it really scrambles your brain and makes you realize that we've had to live in a world where there's literally no sports. It's almost like we live in an alternate universe where... Sports are just not a thing, and it sucks that it's not a thing, but hey, we've had to live with it, and we've been living with it for the past four months now, and by the time the playoffs are back, it'll almost be a full five months, but hey, we're going to have playoff hockey, 
And and that's the most important thing. We're going to be screaming in our basements and our in our living rooms, our bedrooms. We're going to be screaming for playoff hockey. And if in three weeks' time, we're going to be screaming for it. And the level of excitement cannot be contained. It's going to be an amazing, amazing Stanley Cup playoffs. I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be one of the best in history. I really, really firmly believe that. So I'm excited. I hope you are too. I'm going to end this off here because we are almost at the limit. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Sports with Phil. I hope it makes you think. I hope it makes you think to yourself of what teams do have the potential to make a Stanley Cup run. I hope you think about what teams could potentially provide an upset in the playoffs this year. I just really hope that what you took out of this episode is that the playoffs are a whole different story and the NHL for next season is going to be completely different. The draft is going to be different. Free agency will be different. Just hockey for the next year or so will be different because of the coronavirus. So I hope you thought about that. I'm looking currently at a a literal portrait, basically, that I have. This giant picture of, it's called Victory on Ice, and it's Madison Square Garden after the Rangers won Game 7 of the 94 Cup Final. So, think about that. This picture right here should get you amped up, and me describing it to you, just think about that. Think about if the Rangers win the Cup. Think about a scenario in your head where it's Game 7, in Edmonton, because that's where the Cup Finals are going to be this year. Game 7 in Edmonton. Third period, Rangers up by one, and then they win. Think about that. Lundqvist would get his first ring. Panarin would have a successful first season. Zibanejad, the hopeful future captain of the Rangers. We will have the best off-season, shortest off-season too, because we'll be basically champions for two months and then we're immediately going back to play it. This is it. And in my opinion, there's no such thing as an asterisk. I might have, I feel like I pronounced that word wrong for some reason. I don't know why. If that's how you pronounce it, then whoopee for me, I'm pronouncing it right, but I feel like I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it's all right. But for the Stanley Cup, when you engrave your name on that trophy, you don't take it off. They don't put a little star next to it. Guess what? Their names will be on that cup forever. And these people play for that trophy. They grind for that trophy. They cry for that trophy. They bleed for that trophy. It is the hardest trophy to win in all professional sports. And it could take a team five rounds just to win it. So I'm excited for playoff hockey. I'm sure you are too. I'm going to end this here. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Sports with Phil. I hope it didn't put you to sleep. I hope it didn't bore you or anything like that. So that's all I'm going to say. And I'll see you next time.